Hi, this is Ro, host of the Queen Pod. We are on a mission to offer you a companion piece to the entire Queen back catalogue, track by track, and Queen are letting us play all their music. To find out about how to support us and access some Bijou exclusives, pop along to patreon.com forward slash Queen Pod. So, without further ado, do, 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 do. Queen Loud, I'm your host, Ro. They've been wandering around and still come back to you. Here's comedian Suze Kepner. Hi. Hello. Documentarian Simon Nupton. Hello. And comedian John Robbins. Hello. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We are looking at the UK version, we should say, of Queen <laughs> Greatest Hits 1, which is being re-released on the 2nd of July, which uh, means it probably is out as you listen to this. We are riding off Bicycle Race into Your My Best Friend, written by John Deacon. It's from the Night at the Opera album, uh, which was uh, released as a single on the 18th of June, 1976. And we do talk about this song in some detail in season two, episode one of the main pod, uh, where we talk uh, about uh, a Night at the Opera um, side A. So if you're digging our vibe, go check that out. You will love it. Um, Simon, Mm. do you want to give us a lovely little one of your one minute rundowns on... Um, the history of this song. I'll do my very best. I think um, the significant thing to talk about on this song is not only that it's a hit single, therefore on greatest hits, um, but as you mentioned, that it was written by John Deacon. Um, And up until this point, um, Freddie and Brian had written the songs that had been released as singles. Um, But by this stage, all four members were contributing to the albums. Um, So it was only a matter of time before one of the others created a hit. Um, But I think it's fair to say it was a surprise that it came from John um, because this was only the second song he'd written for the band. And it's actually only the seventh ever single release that the band had done. Um, But a hit it was. Um, I think it's worth pondering the fact that all four members of the band contributed to the writing and ultimately all had hit singles, particularly as John had to be actively encouraged, mainly by Freddie, uh, to do so. So I don't know if it was brilliant foresight at the time, because the main reason bands tended to split up was due to arguments over royalties, um, because composers tended to get more than the rest. Um, So by all of them writing songs, that would hopefully alleviate that issue. Uh, Similarly, if all of the writing is left to one or two members, then all the pressure is on them, and eventually they start to resent the fact they are essentially carrying the others. Um, Like I say, I have no idea if Queen saw that as a potential threat to their longevity and decided from an early stage to not let that happen, or if it was a simple case that all four of them were just talented songwriters and having things that they wanted to say. Um, If that is the case, then John's place in the band is wonderfully echoed in his songwriting. He didn't speak very often, but when he did, it was incredibly effective. What a wonderful little sum-up of the power of this song, Simon. Thank you very much. Um, the single uh, reached number seven in the UK charts uh, the week beginning the 11th of July 1976. It stayed there. For a week, it reached gold status in the UK. 
um, and platinum in the US, where it sold over a million copies, which is pretty wow. impressive. There's a fun little fact on this. So unusually for a pop song, but kind of characteristic for Queen, there's no section of the song that appears more than twice. Like It is pretty innovative as it goes right through the whole song. It's pretty ah. impressive. Suze, what's your relationship with um, You're My Best Friend? I think it's a really lovely song, and I think John writes so well for Freddie's voice. I feel like John writes as well for Freddie as Freddie writes for Freddie. Uh, it's So, yeah, it's a really gorgeous, simple song with a very pure sentiment. So Freddie keeps his vocal really simple and pure. Um, you can hear in his approach to, I've been with you such a long time. He's just keeps it very straight and clean. There's not loads of fib on it, no riffing. And he sings John's writing really well. Oh, do you know, it's, I'm so glad you brought up that, um, that writing element that John writes for Freddie so well so soon because that allows me to turn to Simon to see what he's got to say and whether you've got anything guaranteed to blow our minds with please Simon guaranteed to blow your mind. I actually have and 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 it's blown my mind as well because Susie's absolutely spot on because what I have is a little sequence of Brian and Freddie talking about John's writing and in specific and in particular on this song um and what this is basically going to do is just prove to everyone how on the money Suze is because Freddie is going to basically echo what she just oh. said. So she's bang on. So have a listen to this. John was always a dark horse. He always was. You know, he's the guy who doesn't say very much up to a, a certain point. I mean, he would go nuts sometimes and say a lot. But generally, he was the quiet guy. And he would come in and we'd say, have you got anything, John? He'd go, oh, well, I've got this. I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's any good, but we could try this. You know, very self-effacing. He just writes in that one area which he likes, which is almost like a Tamla Motown or the sort of... And I love that, because I love to sing on songs like that. So he's very different. So, I mean, you could never call his songs heavy. It was written on a Fender Rhodes. John played it. John played his own keyboards. And John, as far as I know, wrote the song about his lovely lady wife. Further than that, you would have to ask John. They are. So Freddie loved the way that John wrote for him, as, as Sue said. There's there's certain songs where Freddie and John Deacon kind of really matches. You, you get that. There's a couple of songs on A Kind of Magic where they actually wrote together. But that, that they, they just mesh so perfectly, those two. Yeah, and also if you listen to the drums and the bass, they're, they're both picking out the words that Freddie's emphasising which gives the song such a really nice energy. So there's the, Roger does these little fills before the words and the, those sort of counterpoint bass notes are, are, are chiming with the, the key words that Freddie is choosing to emphasise. So it feels like a real, um, a real sort of team effort. And even just listening to the, the intro, so often with John, when you actually just sort of listen to his parts in your head, there's so much more going on than you ever thought of. Mm. Um, because obviously so much focus is on sort of Brian and uh, Freddie's parts, but the bass is just sort of busy enough to be mm. interesting, but not so much to um, sort of take any of the spotlight away. Do you know what? Let's listen to a bit of the track, because um, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. I think they are all, four of them, just kicking so much ass on this track. Um, uh, I thought I would uh, play the bit going into the solo and out again, because the solo is amazing. But I actually love tracking what Roger's up to is the approach to that solo. Let's have a listen to it. Oh, 
That is all for that is a band. That is a band that work brilliantly together. They're a perfect, perfect unit. Um, I love them. And, and that that thing that from the clip that you say where Brian said, I mean, you know, John, I think didn't really know how to, maybe he knew how to play the piano. I don't know. But from what we understand, he took a Wurlitzer electric piano home, taught himself how to play it, and then wrote this song for his wife. And how many weddings has this song been played at <laughs> since then? You know what I mean? It's an immense achievement for the bass player for goodness sake um i absolutely love it um yeah suze um have you got anything more to say about this wonderful song probably probably just be repeating myself of what i said on when we covered a night the opera right Uh, yes but i just think it's um it's not even deceptively simple it is a simple song and that is a huge compliment I've got a question for you. So there are certain songs that I think it's a hard life. Uh, maybe friends will be friends. There are certain songs where Freddie, actually, even Don't Stop Me Now, things like that, where Freddie actually seems, to, you know, Queen is often, I think, dismissed as a, or used to be dismissed as a band that had mainly male fans. Mm. Um, but I think that the way that Freddie songs particularly, sings particularly John's songs, some of his own songs, that they seemed, for me, they always felt, when I was listening to them, that this one feels actually like it's speaking to sort of to women more than it might be to men. And this feels like one of those songs. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's fair or am I insanely outdated for even No, I think, <laughs> like, Queen, the majority of Queen's music is for everybody. Yeah, of course. It's not Lick My Love Pump. <laughs> Sometimes it is, very occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's get down, mate, love. There's always that. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, you know, we've all had uh, a whole year and a half, nearly two years off having to go and have dinner parties with people. But now, unfortunately, we're now in a position where we might be having dinner parties and surrounded by that awful thing where you're having to... And you can see across the table there's someone that's quite nice. It's probably because they're a Queen fan. But all you've got is greatest hits, so you don't really know what to say to them. What you could say... Uh, uh, to them to, to 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 engage you and then save you from the rest of the dinner party is um, never underestimate Deaky. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. what a Queen fan would say about this song. How does that work for you? Mm. All right. So you've yeah, only got I'm greatest hits. Yeah. You don't. You don't even know. You don't even need to work out who Deaky is. Like you can just leave that as a little crossword <laughs> clue for yourself. Um, fantastic. So, uh, as this wonderful song draws to an end, the next song coming up on the UK version of the Greatest Hits album is Don't Stop Me Now, which is an absolute banger. My question to you is, You're My Best Friend is the fourth track on A Night at the Opera, after I'm in love with a car. Do you hear when it finishes? hear 39 in your head about to start or are you hearing um don't stop me now kicking in Sue's definitely 39 play and does that mean that you probably listen to a night of the opera more than greatest hits? probably yeah 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 that's where certainly in the is. last yeah, 15 yeah. years yeah okay all right simon yeah i think i'm in the 39 camp as well on this one yeah it does it yeah. does bl- it actually blends very nicely into 39 doesn't it mm. they complement each other really well mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, that whole album blends so beautifully. Yeah, whoever came up with the track listing for Night of the Opera, fair play. It worked really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made some good choices. (laughs) If you've got greatest hits but haven't listened to Night of the Opera, you may as well at this point listen to Night of the Opera. It will not harm you. John, what are you hearing? I'm afraid I hear Don't Stop Me Now. Really? Yeah. I I, I loved this song when I was uh, first into Queen with greatest hits one and two so i just i just do have tonight i'm gonna have myself a real good time that's in, that's in my head but i have to say that when now you've made clear that we're talking about the uk version because yeah. greatest hits is such a big deal in the uk i actually yeah. find it quite disturbing that there are other versions out there it's a bit like sort of finding out that the rest of the world has a different ending to It's a Wonderful Life or Star Wars or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had one of the, uh, I ended up in a little direct messaging thing with one of the listeners in New York going, but you've got all the songs in all the wrong order. And I'm like, no, you're listening to the US version. I went, what, there's a completely different version? My mind is blown. <laughs> and they, you know, I, I think we don't know around the world that there are different, you know, they, they did make these albums bespoke to each territory, which I think is phenomenal. And it is worth pointing out again that this is the best-selling album in the history of music in the UK, which yeah, is why yeah. the the sort of the track listing is so ingrained, not just mm. in Queen fans' minds, but mm. in many people's minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having said that, I also hear Thirty Nine coming after. <laughs> 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 but it's so cool that none of it. We haven't had a unanimous thing on that at all, mm. which is really really cool. So next up is Don't Stop Me Now, which is fantastic. Please join us for that. Uh, next week and uh, in the meantime you can email us queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com we love to hear from you we will respond to you uh, you can comment at the queen pod on twitter facebook and instagram go along to patreon.com forward slash queen pod to find out how to get the pods ad free um, and there is actually a lovely community building up in this lovely little listener run queen pod fans facebook group thing jump in there it's lovely and fun there in the meantime play queen loud see you next time goodbye the ball.